I wish 30 years ago, when I started out on the spiritual path, I would have been able to listen to this episode of Spiritual Growth Secrets. It would have made my life, my spiritual life, much more easy. Because today I'm talking to Michael Wynn, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, Western Taoist teachers in the world. He was one of the first students of Mantak Chia and he co-wrote Mantak Chia's first seven books, the most famous of which is called Taoist Secrets of Love, Cultivating Male Sexual Energy, which caused a revolution in the West and it, I think is by far the best book ever written on its subject. My personal connection with Michael is that, like me, he was a disciple of Paramansa Hariharananda and Michael convinced me to combine Kriya Yoga with the Taoist path. Michael adapted the Taoist teachers to the specific needs of Western people and especially the need to be more grounded. He has tons of great workshops that you can download online and I did them all and they're fantastic. Now, the audio quality of this episode is not great because he lives in the mountains in North Carolina and we had to do this over Zoom without any fancy microphones. But if you're in any way interested in the spiritual path, this will be, I think, a very important episode to listen to. We are in the middle of a spiritual revolution and we know we need to change. But what are the secrets to spiritual growth and awakening? How do you get rid of the false beliefs and dogmas that no longer serve you? How do you see through your own spiritual BS? I'm Alex Vergale, a.k.a. The Dutch Taoist, and welcome to my podcast. So, Michael, welcome. Um, and maybe you can tell me, um, what was the, the first moment in your life when you realized that you were not grounded enough? What happened there? What was the, uh, the epiphany? I think that uh, that moment <clears throat> came back in uh, 1980, uh, late 79. Uh, I had, had had a Kundalini awakening, which I spontaneously triggered through doing you know some some meditations. Um, I had no teacher. Uh, I had no training uh, whatsoever in any you know spiritual methods. But I was very spiritual and I was like, you know, you know, just exploring it on my own. And so after I awakened to my Kundalini, which is a very multidimensional experience, and I became aware of the fact that uh, uh, I had an energy body of some type, you know, I didn't have any language for it exactly. But I would be, I was living in New York City at the time, and I would be walking around the streets of New York City feeling that I was 10 feet tall and I was way above my head, like 10 feet above my head, looking down on myself and looking around, you know, at the street. Recognize and that. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of like exhilarating at first and kind of, you know, fun. But then <clears throat> after a while, I began to notice that uh, I was kind of my body was getting weaker and that uh, I was getting cold in the wintertime and that uh I couldn't stand to be around any disruptive field, like a, someone smoking a cigarette, like 50 feet away. Felt like the fire and the smoke was burning into my aura. And so 
I said, well, this doesn't work. I can't live in society, you know, if I, if I have this kind of uh, sensitivity. And, and I thought maybe I need to move to an ashram or something and get, you know, out of the city. But then I thought, no, I need a path where I can live in society. And, you know, spirituality should be totally integrated with ordinary life. That was just my gut instinct. So anyway, I tried to find a cure for this problem, and I stumbled upon and decided I was trying out, you know, checking out various uh, teachers. And uh, one of my friends told me about a, a young uh, Taoist in Chinatown named Montak Chia. And that's why I, I hunted him down and decided to visit him and find out what that was all about. And uh, that's where I discovered that the the Chinese had all these methods for, you know, regulating and modifying that energy field. And um, and I didn't even know the term grounding at the time, but that, in fact, was what I discovered when I started studying these practices, that it was really about, and I had to pull my energy field in. It was like way out there. It had this big, you know, radiant energy field, but very thin, very weak, mm. out yeah. there 50, 100 feet. And only when I actually started doing Taoist practices in my body and connecting energy into my organs, into my meridians and my channels, I pulled that, I discovered, I didn't know it was possible. I pulled that energy field in to, you know, so it was like, you know, within a foot of my body, let's just say. Mm -hmm. And when I did that, immediately I got much more comfortable living in the world. I could walk into a restaurant filled with people smoking cigarettes. And it was just like my field was so dense now. And so it protected me and would just bounce off all this, you know, external, you know, feeling of being attacked and being too sensitive. And the problem I had in the wintertime went away. You know, I, I think it was like uh, my kidneys were just uh, being weakened by the Kundalini, like burning up too much fire. I was draining the water in my body, which is regulated by the kidneys. And so my kidneys got stronger. My body got stronger. I could handle the winter. All these signs, very simple ways telling me that I was getting back into my body. So I think that was the turning moment when it was, was that realization that I, I had to get more grounded in, into my body if I was going to live in society. And I think many people today are just... Uh, not feeling that as dramatically. They may not have had a Kundalini awakening, but they're completely focused outside themselves and they're in a stress environment and the stress is eating up their chi and the emotions around them and other things is ungrounding them and their emotions are flying all over the place and their thoughts, they're up in their head, they're not in their body. So it's the same problem on a, you know, on a smaller scale, but yeah. it has the same you know, dangerous effects on your health and on your spiritual path. And you talk about the mind-body split a lot. And is that a specific thing for Western people or uh, that's connected to grounding as well, isn't it? Well, I won't say it's limited to Westerners, but we are the biggest promoters of that. <laughs> I mean, the, the Taoists don't have a mind-body split at all. I mean, to them, the body is the mind. There is no such thing as a mind without the body, okay? And yes, you can uh, develop an energy body that at the moment of death separates and still has consciousness, but you have to transfer, you know, <laughs> that sense of 
of substance that's in that makes our physical body, you have to transfer that to your energy body. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is a long-term, life-term process. Okay. It's not like you just snap your fingers and you go, okay, body, mind, you know, be one. Uh, in the West, we are heavily, heavily conditioned to believe the body and the mind are separate. Okay. And this has been going on for centuries and it's now programmed into kind of the cultural belief systems. It's in the science. Okay. Uh, it's just, it's embedded in many religions uh, and religious beliefs that have a dualistic split between heaven and earth. I mean, there's all kinds of dualisms, which eventually translate into a mind body split. But does it have and, to do, does it have to do with a negative view of the body? Sorry. Yes. Um, I, I would say uh, the root of this is, is religious demonization of the body yeah. as the body has these desires, sex desires, lust, you know, greed, blah, blah, blah. And therefore the body must be, you know, something bad in it. Okay. And that's why you need, you know, we're sinful. Okay. You know, by definition, uh, because we have all of these bad desires and they're like kind of our animal self. And so the animal self is attacked. And now there's, there's the spiritual self and it needs to get back to heaven somewhere else. But basically the Buddhists, the Christians, the Hindus, they're all saying the same message in some sense, which is get out of here and go to someplace else, which is more pure or better. Yeah. And that's not the viewpoint of the Taoist. The Taoists are saying this entire realm, this physical realm is divine. They call it later heaven. And that, yes, you just, obviously we, we were born as children and we have to grow up. So their notion is that uh, not that we've lost our soul, but that we need to grow our soul and mature it so that it becomes more functional. And I think that's a, a healthier uh, integrated position to have. And is it also connected to the fact you were talking about this mind body split um, with me, it was like here, it was exactly, you know, the upper body where the, the positive things are and the, the thinking and um, the positive emotions and the lower body where the animal uh, instincts are and the more negative emotions that was with me there was a split right there in the middle in my body so where you were pointing alex is your um diaphragm and yeah. this is very common this is like a little rubber sheet <laughs> like a trampoline yeah. across our body there which is, has to do with our breathing and other things like that but for a lot of people it represents the split between their sexuality and their digestive and their animal, their hunger and all these other desires, these kind of, you know, instinctual animal desires and the heart and these upper kind of thinking, you know, and uh, it's an artificial split. I mean, you have to break, you have to connect the upper body and the lower body. Yeah. Okay. And get them to exchange. If you don't do that, it will shorten your life. And I would say that that split is the major cause of death. And Taoist medical theory, which is similar but more advanced than, we'll say, TCM, traditional Chinese medical theory, uh, because it involves more spiritual aspects. And TCM is uh, invented by the Chinese government, and, and when Mao came to power, they didn't want any spiritual discussion because they're Marxist, materialist. But anyway, the, the whole idea, though, is the flow of qi had to be harmonized. And if you have a split in your qi, 
what happens is the fire starts to rise up and dry out your brain and overheat your heart. So you have a heart attack and the lower body starts to, you know, the water and the sexual drive and the hormones, all those kind of settle down and get heavy. And initially you lose your sexual vitality, okay? Because you need an exchange between the fire and the water to feel sexually alive and vital and to have good communication and support your brain, your creativity, you know, your everything. So you cannot split these two. If you split them, you slowly are dying. You know, you're, you're, you're stifling your creativity, your sense of vitality in your life. And so the Taoists have many methods for integrating the upper and the lower half of the body so that this split does not occur. And can you tell uh, me a little bit about um, how important it is to be grounded in your sexuality? Uh, because I think many people in the West, they don't know anything about that. Well, let's say the issue is slightly different for men and for women. Women have their yoni, their vagina. The sexuals are pointing towards the earth. They give birth downward towards the earth of a child. So women actually tend to be much more grounded in their sexuality. However, uh, and, and men, you know, the problem with them is that they, uh, I have this, what they call their balls to brain pathway. The, their sexual energy goes from, from their balls up the spine to their brain and, and stimulates them. So they get sexually obsessed. And, um, but they tend to bypass the rest of their organs mm-hmm. and, the, and the whole body mind. And so for women, the problem is that because their sexual organs are, apart from their breasts, but their sexual organs, their genitals are internal, uh, the ovaries and the you know, vagina, that, that that sexual energy does tend to connect to their organs. So the women are more uh, vitally connected to their sexual feelings and they have, you know, that increases their sense of, uh, of intuition sexually. We could say they have this kind of sexual radar they can feel what men are thinking sexually because they, that sexual energy is charging up their, their body mind. And then, you know, they're sensitive to that field, more sensitive than men, but it also creates problem for women. And the problem is this, that that sexual energy is volatile. And so their emotions become more volatile because it being fed by this volatile sexual energy and so this is part of the split where the men think, well, we're rational, we're more rational and we're calm and focused, and the women are all emotional. And it's all related to different pathways of sexuality. And both the men and the women need to ground that sexual energy. Um, the men need to ground that sexual energy because it'll cool it off and balance it so they won't get so much of a, 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 a this strong mental projection with their sexual energy and which goes into fantasy and leads them into pornography and you know which has all of its own problems uh, and the woman need it because they need to ground their emotions and so both the men and the woman need to connect their sexual energy into the earth and the earth's energy field is balanced yin yang and it'll help balance out our personal energy body in, in, in this yin yang fashion wow so um, my last question, uh, I talked about deep earth pulsing already. It's my favorite uh, grounding exercise. What is your favorite grounding exercise? Take a wild guess. It's deep earth pulsing. Okay? <laughs> okay. That's why I told you to practice it. <laughs> because it is so, so simple. Okay. It's like 
let me just stand up here. You're, you know, it's like you're taking a walk, okay? And you're, you're, you're moving your body, but you're moving the whole left side of your body and the whole right side of your body. And so you're not just walking, your feet are not just walking down below and you're up here in your head doing nothing. You're aware, you're thinking down the sinking side. So your mind has to go with the sinking chi, okay? That's the whole key to the deep earth pulsing is you're thinking with the movement of the chi, your thoughts in your head and your feeling of the chi are all moving together. And so that starts to move your chi from your head and your heart down through your legs, down into the center of the earth, which is where I have people focus while they're doing the deep earth pulsing. Yeah. And of course, how could there be anything more grounded than being connected to the center of the earth? Okay. And the beauty of it is the center of the earth is actually a neutral space. Okay. There's no gravity there. Okay. All the 360 degree points of gravity coming into that one central point in the center of the earth are neutralizing each other. That's why the planet Earth can float in space and can spin with hardly any effort, okay, just with an energetic field. So if we tune in to that space at the center of the Earth, it center opens up a neutral uh, space in our own lower Dantian, our belly center, and then we start to become like the Earth, which is balanced, be able to move, spin, you know, execute whatever we need to do, uh, play with the yin yang, you know, fields creatively, uh, but not get into this split of you know one side rising, one side falling, you know, upper and lower body. Yeah, great. Yeah, I totally agree. It works uh, wonders for me. So uh, I'm very uh, grateful that you uh, taught it to me. Well, let me let me, Alex, let me mention one point about the inner smile because okay. yeah, I think it's relevant to grounding, okay? and I think that people may not catch this. Yeah, so. There's a split between the personality and the soul. Okay, the Taoists call the soul the Ling, the inner heart, okay, essence. And this is actually, uh, I mean, this is uh, probably one of the greatest spiritual hurdles that people face is that they're just living in their personality. And it's good if you can integrate the whole personality, okay, upper and lower body and all that, but that's just the first level of grounding, okay, so you're functional and you're not dispersing, you know, your chi and, and, and dying younger, but you have a second level of grounding, which I call spiritual grounding, where you need to integrate your outer self, your worldly self, your personality as 12 organs and as meridians and the sensory operation in the world, you need to ground that with the soul which is uh, what the Taoists call the heart. You know, they, they, they call the mind the heart mind because the heart is the ruler of it, and that heart is connected to your soul, okay? You know, and so that's inner smile is actually the soul grounding and connecting to, embracing, and loving all the aspects of the body-mind and the personality, the 12 organ spirits, the meridians, the eight deep extraordinary channels. So the inner smile is the simplest spiritual method, meditation method. It's totally fluid, and that's a very important level of spiritual grounding. So I recommend people start with those two practices, the deep earth pulsing and the inner smile. Both of them are grounding us, you know, one you know, into our body and the other one into our soul, and, and, and the, that combination will do wonders for you, okay? And then from there, you can decide if you want to learn the more sophisticated Taoist methods uh, fusion of the five elements, the water and fire enemy, you know, other forms of qigong. They all, you know, 
take you deeper and deeper, you know, uh, into this process. But still, the, the inner smile is, is maybe the deepest one of them all, right? Because it, it has so much depth to go just with a smile into your organs. And uh, that's, it's a great exercise. Yeah. But I, I describe the inner smile as the alpha and the omega mm-hmm. of Taoist meditation. It's what you do in the very beginning just to connect to your body and your organs. But when you start to connect your personal energy body to the energy body of the earth, the sun, the moon, the stars, you know, higher levels of the collective consciousness and its source, okay? The, the, the Tao is called Tai, the great oneness. Eventually, you start smiling from those integrated higher levels, you know, through your body into this world. So you're basically, the inner smile it can become a method for uh, functionally downloading and integrating higher levels of cosmic consciousness into your ordinary everyday life. And, and that's the ultimate goal of the, of the Taoist internal alchemy. Okay. And I, I call it, I've reframed it now as a, what I call loving energy science. It's a way to systematically cultivate and integrate yourself with the entire cosmos. And you don't have to believe in any particular deities. There's no religion involved. It's all about self-empowerment but it has a scientific methodology to it that you do it systematically and you check the results and you see what results are you getting? Do they work for you? And this way you have this kind of very strong ground as you develop uh, your relationship with the cosmos. So it's again about grounding, but it's now happening on a larger metaphysical level. Thanks. Thanks for the insight. Okay. Okay.